Welcome back for the next segment. The last time we spoke about Timnah, about the uh, the wife of Eliphaz, who was a uh, Pelegish, a second wife of Eliphaz. Now I want to talk about Eliphaz. Eliphaz, uh, the son of Esav, is also an interesting character because he's not just bad. The problem with Eliphaz is, is that he was a combination of good and bad. Because he had a few good things going for him also, good intentions, and they got somehow, they got uh, mixed up over there. Uh, everyone, not everyone, <laughs> a lot many people heard this, the first story of Alifaz, how Alifaz ran after Yaakov Avinu. He comes to Yaakov Avinu and says, I don't know what to do here. My father, Esav, gave me a command. He told me to go kill you. Right? Now, obviously, if someone, if a, we know that if a, if a father tells a son to do an Avera, to do something wrong, you don't, listen, you don't listen to the father, you listen to Hashem. But Alifaz, in his confusion, didn't know what to do. He said, my father gave me a command. What shall I do about this problem? My father told me to go kill you. Yet, Eliphaz was raised by a, a righteous grandfather, and that was Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak um, uh, taught him, you know, to be good. You're not supposed to kill people. Killing is not a, uh, is not a very good thing. So, he was a little bit caught between the middle there, and didn't know what to do. So he said to Yaakov, my uncle Yaakov, you know, you're a big rabbi and you can pask in this Shiloh. Please tell me, what shall I do about this problem that I have to kill you? I, uh, I can't. I don't, want, I don't know what to do. So Yaakov told him, there are four people that are considered like they're dead, right? A, a, uh, and a poor person is one of them. A poor, poor person like he's dead, therefore take all my money, take all my property, take everything, take every last thing, and I'll be like I'm dead, and that'll solve the problem. Okay, that will solve your problem, and you'll be like you killed me. I always wondered if you did. He go back to his father Asa's report, and he said I killed him. Maybe he did, and he didn't explain how he killed him. And then Asa probably wondered later why Yaakov's still alive. But okay, that's Alifa. Alifa has this confusion there. He's confused. He's got a father, a wicked father Asav, and a righteous grandfather Yitzchak. Now, you know, great grandfather Avram Avinu as well. But I don't think he, it was okay to see him because uh, Avram passed away before that. But this is what you have. This is the Tovah Rab Irbuvya, the good and the, the 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 good and the bad mixed together. And what I'm saying now is also from Mochaim Shlevis Tochon Levacha Sichos Moser Mir Rashi So this combination of both, the synthesis of both of them, can cause something far more dangerous, which is Amalek. The 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 the, the union of Timna Levas is. Amalek. I remember I was uh, coming. I mean, it's not pe- quite Pesach yet, but on Pesach, somebody once said, I don't know where I heard it from, the four sons, the four sons, uh, the 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 Russia, the Chacham, the Russia, the righteous son, the wicked son, the uh, Tom, the simple son, the Shein Dayalashol, the son doesn't know how to ask. Somebody said this shot at this four four generations. Let's say you had a. Um, a tzaddik who came over from from Europe to to America, and, you know, a long a long time ago, and not, not, nothing here. And he tried his best to keep Shabbos and to keep the mitzvahs, but it was very difficult in the early 1900s to keep to do anything in America. And he tried his best, but his son was rebellious against him. His son decided to rebel against his father, his righteous father, and gave up all the mitzvahs. So you have the chacham. The old man, who is the um, the father, you have his evil son. That's the Russia. That's the wicked son. Then you have a grandson, who's a Tom. The Tom is the simple son, who just says, "What is this?" He's confused. He's got a a uh, a grandfather 
who's righteous, and a father who, uh, the grandfather says, keep the Torah, keep the mitzvahs, his father says, reject the Torah and the mitzvahs, he's confused. At times, Tommy said, what is this? And then, go another generation forward, and then you've got the she'enu yodei al the shoulder, the one who does not know how to ask even in any questions. Why? Because this person has a great-grandfather that's tzaddik, who might not even be alive anymore. He's got a grandfather who's telling him, don't keep the Torah, don't keep it at all, yet he has no Torah is because his father didn't teach him too much. And then he's got a father who's a time who's confused. That fourth generation is the one who's totally confused, and that's how you get an Amalek. Now, I was, I was actually teaching this, sorry, I was teaching this to kids in a class, and I think it was third grade or fourth grade, and one of the kids said, oh, like Alifaz and Esav, and this was not my Chiddush, a boy in the class actually said this, said, yeah, like you told us about Alifaz and, 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 and Esav, that he had, he had an evil uh, uh, father, and a uh, righteous grandfather, so anyway, so, Alifaz is a confused person, and this confused person, what comes out of that? Amalek. The combination of good and bad is something more dangerous. You know, if someone is totally bad, it's one thing. If something is totally trafe, you know, we don't touch that. But when you have this mixture, it becomes far more um, challenging to actually uh, uh, work, work with it. Um, I'll even mention personally, I think, when I was growing up, uh, there was an invention called television. And uh, I have to tell you, yes, my family did have one. It was very, very, very kosher in those days. Actually, not you know, Gilligan's Island and uh, and uh, uh, my three sons was not. You know, it was pretty straightforward. The Brady Bunch. And I remember my fourth grade Rebbe, his name was Rebbe Brick. He started to tell us about the idiot box. He called it, and he said that about how television is wrong. And I, I didn't even think of it either way. You know, I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know. It, it, didn't, it, didn't, it was the first time I ever heard something that did something wrong with television. It was in the fourth grade. And I, I, I was not addicted to it. It was not, you know, like you use it all day. But still, I, I didn't think of it too much. And he started to say, oh, it's no good, it's no good. Okay, whatever it is. But it was... And then when, you know, when life, life went on and I uh, got married and my wife and I decided we're never going to have a television in our house. It was, that was our decision from day one. Finished. And it was clear. Right, of course, you know it's it, 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 the 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 society has decayed to the point now that uh, it it got a lot worse, and therefore it's very obvious why we should not have a television. However, um, uh, it, it's very black and white. Either we have it, or we don't have it. But the Yitzhahara and the Sultan, they weren't finished with that. They decided, how are we going to get the schmutz, as we call it, how are we going to get the garbage into Jewish homes? So they came up with another invention called the Internet. And the problem with the Internet is, is that there's a lot of things in the world that need an Internet. You want to uh, pay a bill, or you have to buy something, get a plane ticket, whatever it is. You know, and when it first came out, the Gedolim were able to speak against the Internet and say, oh, we should not let it into our houses. And it was... I say easy, but at least it was black and white. It was clear, and then people started to say they have to have it only in their, in their, uh, in their uh, offices, and then people started to have more. And it's interesting how this worked out because it's really a combination of the good and bad. Because you've got things that you need on there, and things that are really, really bad. So therefore, we we have to all stand up and and still be strong in this and see where the Yitzhar is taking us, and understand that you know Yitzhar failed in one place. Now he's going to try. Another way to get it into our home, and even you know, despite the fact that in recent months with uh, with the virus, 
um, um, uh, more and more is available. You know, you can get the greatest rabbis in the world, and with almost with no exception, to have some kind of video or some presence on the internet. Nevertheless, we still can remain strong and call uh, call evil where it's evil, and understand that you know, you know, the uh, um, there are things in the world that might look kosher. They're not so kosher. And that is back to Timna and Alifa. We have these two people who together produced Amalek. And we have to recognize um, uh, what it is and be careful always to, as they say about Rabbi Meir, Meir had a, uh, he, was a, he was a student of Acher. Acher was one of the Tanaim who went off the Derech. And they said that Meir was able to take the, uh, the, throw away, the marshals, throw away the peel and eat the fruit. So you have an orange, right? Somebody eats the peel and the fruit, uh, it's going to get sick, right? So it's a Chochmah in the world how to take the peel and throw it away and eat the fruit. Okay, not always so easy. Sometimes it's better to take a step back and avoid uh, and then he saw him before it comes. Have a great day. So that's about Timna and her, her, um, um, her husband, Alifaz, and the lessons we can learn from that.